Hello, everyone, and welcome to RMD, All Things Aesthetics and Wellness podcast with me, your host, Dr. Deborah Durst, and my co-host. Hey, guys, Faraday Golombieski, nurse practitioner here at Revitalize MD. All right. Well, what we're going to talk about today is something we get a lot of questions on, and that's thyroid. Thyroid and the top four reasons why you're you're having thyroid issues or why it might be tanking. And then we'll talk about how to support your thyroid naturally and what medications are out there and how to test it. This is one of those things that comes up pretty regularly in clinic, either in lab work and then we're explaining it to patients or when we are getting comments back from patients like, well, why am I taking this medication or how is this helping me or what should I be looking for? So I think it's great for us to kind of revisit this. Yes. And talk about it. So before we go on, and again, we're going to go ahead and do the top four reasons, but all of them are really important. So you want to listen for all of them. And then we're going to keep the best for last, which is how to fix it. And so before we go any further, just make sure you like and subscribe and Uh, hit the bell, you know, do all the things and share with friends too. So, well, let's get started. So the thyroid, you know, what is it? We'll just start with some basics first. So the thyroid is an endocrine gland that basically is like controlling metabolic function in the body. So it's your metabolic control center. And it also regulates iodine, you know, in the body as well. It is controlled by thyroid hormones. And so what are those thyroid hormones and how does that relate to the brain? And so, so when we're talking about thyroid, the thyroid is a gland that's located right here in the front of your neck, right here, right before in front of the windpipe, it's underneath the Adam's apple. It has two lobes with a little bridge in between. Um, sometimes you can, it can be swollen or inflamed and you can see people that have like a goiter on their neck or inflammation Mm -hmm. or even almost like a butterfly looking area of their neck that looks a little bit swollen. A lot of times that's the thyroid that is Mm -hmm. having an issue or a problem. So when we're looking at thyroid and we're looking at those hormones, we're looking at your thyroid stimulating hormone or your TSH. And then we're looking at T4 and T3 as well. So that all there's an interplay between your thyroid and the brain. Obviously all your hormones are controlled, you know, by the central nervous system. And so the pituitary, you know, is releasing the thyroid stimulating hormone. It goes to the thyroid and then it's going to go ahead and produce hormones. And so T4 and T3 are produced. And just so you know, TSH is something we look at in traditional medicine. And so that's a free, that's a lab that's frequently used to screen, but that sometimes can be normal. And yet you have some abnormal or low thyroid function. And so the two tests that are coming from the thyroid are T3 and T4. And T4 is an inactive form of thyroid hormone that is secreted by the thyroid. And it's 90% of the production of the thyroid. And it's converted to T3, which is the active hormone. And that's about 10% of production of the thyroid. So just so you know, you need both of them. It has a higher affinity. So it likes to bind to T3. So T3s are more active. So we really pay a lot of attention to T3 because that's where we're seeing a lot of symptoms with thyroid, either high or low functioning Mm -hmm. is based on that T3, even though it's such a smaller percent, it is the active hormone. So Mm -hmm. in traditional medicine, like Dr. Durst was saying, we look at TSH, we look at T4. Well, T4 has to convert to T3 and T3 is what really makes a difference and affects every cell and tissue in the body. So in more functional medicine, we step outside that box and really look at what's going on with the T3 as well, and then really want to maximize the um, efficacy of that T3 in the body. 
And if you look at studies and you look at information on thyroid, again, it talks about both of those. It talks about T4 being an inactive hormone and T3 being an active one. And yet traditional medicine still over, you know, a decade plus of me learning about this is still looking at TSH sometimes alone or sometimes TSH and T4, but never consider free T3. So I would look at that as a progressive area of medicine that needs to be changed and traditional um, mindset. You need to look at all of them because while you need both of them, because T4 crosses the blood brain barrier, then it converts to T3. You know, no matter what that conversion takes some energy and T4 needs to be converted to T3 to be active. So we need both of those when we're supplementing and optimizing as well. So definitely if your primary care doctor isn't looking at them, then, you know, that's something to, to ask about for sure. So we're not saying you only need T3. No. So I think that's really important to stress. We both. do need to look at DSH, T4, and T3, especially initially to see kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And even when we're looking at medications, traditional versus non-traditional, we're looking at both T3 and T4 replacement. We actually are always going to be using, you know, those combination products of T4 and T3, and still those ratios are four to one. So the T4 to T3 ratio and products that we use to optimize the thyroid, it's still four times as much T4 as it is T3. But both are necessary, but we're looking at both. And then if the thyroid is difficult to optimize, or maybe we're not getting symptom improvement, um, then maybe you need to even look further at some other stuff such as antibodies against the thyroid or reverse T3. And those are all things that might be new terms for you. And we don't need to go into all of those in depth. But let's talk about symptoms of thyroid. So what are the many symptoms that you might encounter with thyroid? So it really depends on if we're talking about a hyperactive thyroid, so mm -hmm. a, a thyroid that's working really fast or a thyroid that's working really slow. Typically, hypo or a slow-reacting thyroid mm -hmm. is what we see most in the office, the hypothyroidism. And a lot of that is weight gain. That's probably one of the biggest ones that we see. Mm -hmm. Cold intolerance is another one. Brittle hair one. and nails. Mm -hmm. And just low brain function uh, could be another one of those. Dry skin, hair, um, or, you know, hair issues, dry skin, nail problems. Um, there's all kinds of different constipations, another. Slower gut function. Yes. Yeah. So things you don't, constipation is definitely a common one. In energy, you're just going to have lower energy with that, you know, lower sex drive. So even more seriously, it affects even heart rate. We see slower heart rates with hypothyroidism and faster heart rates with hyperthyroidism. Yeah. So you can have either high or low. And I think high, again, you're going to have symptoms of palpitations and you're really going to seek medical care for reasons different than what we're seeing. So typically we're seeing kind of brain fog, low energy, low sex drive, weight gain, body composition changes. And so low thyroid tends to be more common with our patients. And so we're going to focus in on low and how to optimize it and again, the top four reasons why, and then how to correct it. So, you know, one of the top reasons why it might be low, we'll go through all of them. So we'll start with diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about even gluten. So diet is important. So number one, to optimize it, this one is a kind of no brainer, I think with anything in health, when you want to optimize performance or function of an organ or yourself, nutrition plays a key role. We are what we eat. 
Yeah. I mean, think about that. You yeah. eat crap, you're going to feel like crap. The body is working on crap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and again, food is medicine. So it's like, fuel. It's going to interact with genes and it's going to, again, either have you functioning optimally or not. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, again, crap food is going to get you exactly that. When we talk about nutrition, one of the key players here is gluten. So gluten is a protein that's found in a lot of different foods. And if you're sensitive to it, then, you know, you're going to have an immune response, inflammation in the the gut, leaky gut. And so when in the, the gut, again, is one cell layer thick. And so you have one cell layer keeping you from the external environment. And so if that one cell layer, and again, you have constipation and it's sitting there and you're taking in toxic foods or fast food at McDonald's, and it's just sitting there in your gut, exposed to one cell layer from the internal workings of your body, and then all of a sudden that infl- that one cell layer is going to get inflamed. And so you're going to have inflammatory response and then an immune response. And the thyroid and gluten look the same. So when you have an immune response to gluten, it will actually attack the thyroid. So gluten's a key player in avoiding that for optimization of your thyroid. We talk so much about leaky gut and just gut health. Mm -hmm. It really does transcend across all health really for overall when we look at disease processes and the body, especially the thyroid, a lot of that has to do with inflammation and a lot of inflammation is stemming from the gut. Mm -hmm. So decreasing gluten in your diet, decreasing inflammatory foods can positively affect our thyroid. And we haven't really addressed GI like we should. But we really should. So maybe we'll... Look at that. Yeah. We came up with a new topic just as we're talking. Exactly. We need to do one on yeah, leaky gut. Yeah, leaky gut and gut inflammation is important because, again, almost all diseases, all diseases are inflammatory. And so, but a lot of that starts with the GI. So if you have skin disorder and issues, then GI is most commonly the cause of it. Yet we go to a dermatologist who isn't ever going to look at your GI tract. So absolutely you know, not. No. So just things to think about and some missing links in medicine, right? Could you imagine going to derm with a rash and then saying, well, let's look at your gut health? Yeah. yeah. Never. Do, I do a whole microbe <laughs> analysis of our GI tract? No. Never heard happening. of it. Again, nutrition is number one and gluten plays a key role in that or any inflammatory foods. So the second one, and it's common and affects all of us. So controlling this is very important, but that's stress. So stress is Ooh, I thought you were going on to the next one. I was yeah. like, oh, you're bringing out the big guns. Yeah, stress. no, not yet. Stress. So stress is huge, right? So we have, yeah, no, the big guns are coming next. <laughs> it's another one that no wonder. When that I nobody said, wants to admit to or discuss. So but. when I said it affects everyone, you went right to that one, didn't you? I was. That's where my brain went. But no, stress. But that affects everybody too. Yeah. Stress yeah. is huge for thyroid. Yeah, it is big. So controlling that because, again, that's going to cause inflammation. A stress on the body is bad for everything, including back to that GI tract. The third one, which is Faraday's favorite one to bring up right now. And I think that everyone's, you know, that's with us in the podcast, you know, creation is probably going to really want to hear this one too, right? Alcohol consumption. Yes. Yeah. I thought that's where she was going. I was like, man, you brought that up quick. When she's like, it affects almost everyone. <laughs> so, but this is huge. Like this is a huge player. And so I don't know if people realize 
what alcohol, like how common it's become, the increase in intake of it. But if you drink, if you have a drink a night or drink a day, but a lot of people have a drink a night. We had a conversation about this not too long ago. It's one way to kind of end an evening, but one drink a night or at least four, four drinks times. during the week, that's moderate consumption of alcohol. And so mild, moderate, severe, that's a moderate. So like you're on your road to having an issue because it's, you know, that whole doing things in moderation that we have been going with in traditional medicine forever, like eat meat in moderation, smoke cigarettes in moderation, drink alcohol in moderation. In moderation. Moderation ends up being an issue, so. Eat sweets in moderation. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Take carbs in moderation. So That's what is moderation? Good. Yeah, too much. Yeah. yeah, what is it? So there we go. Four drinks in a mm -hmm. week can cause thyroid issues. Yes. Total drinks, so not four nights. Four yeah. individual drinks you intake. There, I just listened to a great podcast, the effects of alcohol on the body and how it affects everything. Well, there's um, so there's another one too, that yeah. would be great to mm -hmm. even get into is the effects of alcohol, even beyond what I would even think it would affect. Um, but definitely alcohol can negatively affect the thyroid. And again, it can cause, again, inflammation in the body, antibodies to the thyroid. But if you have some weight gain with alcohol, which you can have, those fat cells that you gain with that, because carbs are going to turn into stored fat, then you're going to have estrogen dominance too, mm -hmm. which also works against your thyroid. So men, if you don't like a little, you know, breast enlargement, estrogen dominance is what that comes from. And so again, stress, poor diet, but alcohol intake can cause that. So all reasons to clean up some things this year, maybe. Yeah. We talk a lot about, you know, how thyroid's regulated. So when you're talking about the hypothalamus and the pituitary axis, it's a regulation system. It's a negative feedback. So your thyroid increases, the brain tells the pituitary to decrease hormones. Hormones come down, it regulates. It gets too low. The body says, okay, we'll increase it again. So we have this system, this checks and balances, kind of like a thermostat in your house, right? It gets too hot, you turn on the air. It gets too cold, you turn on the heat. It's pretty much what your hypothalamus and your pituitary are doing to regulate your it's thyroid. Auto. It's yeah, auto. It's this regulation. auto regulation, just mm -hmm. like your thermostat. So when you have high stress and you're taking in gluten and you're eating a ton of soy and you're drinking alcohol moderately, four drinks a week, then it interrupts that balance with our system in so many ways. Um, and that's really what we are trying to correct by cutting some of these things out. Now, are we saying you should never drink again? We're not alcohol shaming anybody. Mm -mm. You know, we have our drinks. Yeah. We enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but again, when we talk about moderate consumption, a drink a day or four times a week. And so again, with that auto-regulation, there's always like an organ that's producing ovaries, testes, thyroid, and the brain is controlling it. So there's an auto-regulation between those two organs. And just so you know, for simplicity, um, because we don't want you to have to go search on Google for these terms, I would rather you be able to get just that information on this podcast to give you a really good basis when you go to your primary doctor. TSH is coming from the brain. That's your thyroid stimulating hormone. So when your thyroid is not producing, your TSH from the brain is up because it's trying to get the thyroid to produce, but the thyroid hormones might be low. So then if we supplement 
or if you have an overactive thyroid, then it's going to go back to the brain, like Faraday said, and it's going to tell it, hey, stop producing that TSH because the thyroid is working. So TSH is high if you have low thyroid and it's low if you have high thyroid. And so it's inversely related, um, just so you know. So yep. it seems counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. just a little bit opposite. Yes. And so just so you don't have to go search that after for completeness, we just wanted to throw that in there. The fourth thing, which is also something that affects all of us. So again, ultimately, probably all four of these affect almost everyone. And really it doesn't do. mean that everyone has low thyroid, but, you know, again, um, it's very common. It's about eight times more common, up to eight times more common in women than it is men, but it affects a significant portion of the population. So the fourth reason is toxic overload. And so we're related to toxin or we're exposed to toxins everywhere. We have this conversation in the office daily. It is in our foods. It is in our drinks. It's in our, our water bottles we're drinking. I mean, all of the genetically modified organisms in the food or you know, BPA is this big thing. We talk about everything needs to be BPA free. Well, there's a BPA one and two. So one is not listed, but is two in your water bottle. Mm-hmm. It's tricky how they say it's BPA free, but is it really? Like, again, we have approval for many, many toxins done on a yearly basis that should not be approved. And so there are lots of things you don't think about. They're in makeup, they're in cleansers, they're in mattresses, they're in furniture, they're in your new cars. You know, so things that are going to displace iodine and instead like a brand new car and all the plastics in there is going to give off like bromine. And so it's going to replace and then make your thyroid less active. So there's tons. But what do we call those? And this might be another podcast. We have GI, we have alcohol and endocrine disruptors is what they're actually called. And so that's another thing that we can talk a little bit more about is toxins. So even the metals. So mm-hmm. lead and mercury and yeah, whether that's in our, you know, now we don't see heavy lead in paint anymore unless you live in an older home. You could still have exposure to lead, but mercury mm-hmm. in our fish. Yeah. It's crazy what Dr. Nurse is talking about on how there are so many of these toxins that are approved for us to be exposed to, even though we they are known carcinogenic. Carcinogens. Sorry, that, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that caught me up for a minute. Yes, that's um, a hard one. Exactly. And then. <laughs> and it um, wasn't alcohol intake. It wasn't. That was not. No, that was just me. But also in other countries, I think it's important to note that there's a lot of other countries that these toxins are no. not allowed. Mm-hmm. They are on a list for other countries to not allow them in foods and in products. However, here in the U.S., they are still allowed. And just so like, again, Things that are approved aren't necessarily good. Obviously, there are big companies that are supporting and pushing through approvals. So you need to do your own research. There's an environmental working group that has lots of things that you can test. You can put products in you use and see if there's any toxins. We'll attach that in the show notes, the link to that, so that you can look at it. I just saw on um, a post by Joe Rogan, he just said, did you see where Lucky Charms According to the new, like health nutrition statistics show from the CDC, uh, CDC that Lucky Charms is healthier than steak on the pyramid of nutrients. I just saw that today; it came through on my feed. But when we talk about just because our government says it's good doesn't mean it's always good. That you need to do your own research. You need to look into your foods that you're putting into your body. 
look at organic versus non-organic? How do we expose ourselves to some healthier foods and stay away from some of those bad just because it's promoted as healthy? You know, I'm going to take a organic steak over some Lucky Charms any day. But I mean, it, Lucky Charms, all sugar, all artificial, like everything bad. Marshmallows. Everything bad about it. If that is said by our government that Lucky Charms is healthy in any way, shape or form, I mean, it'll get your low blood sugar if you're almost passed out up quick, but that's about all you're using that for. Right, maybe we should have it yeah. at the clinic for those with their blood sugar yeah. drops yeah. during blood draws. Yeah. That's about and it. I, yeah, an IV sticks. Put a little marshmallow, Lucky Charms underneath the tongue or on now, top of the Now, disclaimer, tongue. I didn't go digging further, so I need to dig a little bit further into it. But I saw where um, Good Ranchers was tagged in it. Joe Rogan had tagged it. And then I saw it also on another news feed. I just haven't did dug deep enough. Jolly Ranchers, too? They did not. <laughs> but they did. But they. Uh, that would have been a good one. That would have been, you know. <laughs> I'm interested to see this list now, but it was, it was a list of healthiest in green to yellow to red and Lucky Charms rated higher. It was in the yellow where steak was in the red as what's good for you. So (laughs) when we're talking about those toxins, like again, the environmental working group back in 2005 did some studies that looked at, and it was a large amount of babies. But again, if you look at um, pregnancies, the umbilical cord, if you that's the connection between the mom and the baby. And if you look at that umbilical cord is really kind of a filter for all toxin exposure. The mom's going to filter that out through the umbilical cord before it gets to the baby. And in that study, and it was back in 2000, they found 287 chemicals, like on average, 280 chemicals in the umbilical cord. So Crazy. the exposure getting to or close to the infant you know, obviously they couldn't measure those in the fetus of the infant, but again, that's crazy. So how to fix this, you know, how to at least attempt to fix it on your own. Cause I think with anything we do, you know, you want to, if you think you have thyroid issues, integrative or functional medicine, or like some hormone specialists, HRT specialists are the ones to see because they are actually trained and specialized in this hormone optimization that we're talking about because you don't want to be normal you want to be optimal and so a lot of women come to us and again it's eight times up to eight times more common in women than in men but because they feel like they have something wrong with their thyroid but they keep being told that it's it all looks good but sometimes it needs to be optimal so we always think that somebody should do their part in it. And so this is the this is the type of stuff we're going to first talk about, like what can you do to improve it? Right. So even before that, for diagnosis, it's always a blood test. Mm-hmm. Sorry for those out there that don't like to get a needle stick, but you've got to get your blood drawn. we got to look at your numbers. That's how you know if there's a thyroid issue. But what numbers we're checking mm-hmm. is really important. Um, and we'll go into that when we start talking a little bit more about medication. So naturally, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Supplements, mm-hmm. supplements, nutrition, you know, those are the things we're talking about. So basically when we're talking about supplements, we're talking about certain minerals and, and vitamins that can help improve your thyroid function. Selenium is one of them. It helps with conversion of T4 to T3. There are thyroid supplements out there that are um, thyroid based, we'll say thyroid thyroid support or thyroid synergy. Yes, when you're looking at supplements, you really need to look for medical grade supplements. I'm not just saying go to Walmart and just pick something up off the shelf. You want to look at something that's got third party testing that is a valid source where you know that what you're getting in, you're not getting a ton of fillers. 
a lot of supplements have a lot of crap in them, unfortunately. And a combination supplement that does like have selenium, manganese, you know, iron. Those are the things that would be good if you need them. But again, in low doses and a combination is good. Iodine is not something you should rush to. Really, only if you're low in that would you need it. So that's definitely not something. So dietary is another one. So again, like eliminating gluten potentially or inflammatory foods, eating healthy. Actually, too much of cruciferous vegetables raw is actually an issue. Not that you know you can't. Not that you shouldn't eat your broccoli and cauliflower, but maybe a little cooked is best, or just not in large amounts if it's raw. And sleep. So again, Sleep's sleep's big. Stress control. You know, and so again, stress with sleep is lower. You know, if you're active, so exercising will help control stress. Meditation, yoga, those kind of exercises that focus on that bite, uh, that, that mindfulness body connection is good. And so, and eliminating alcohol again um, is another way. When we're talking about toxic exposures, so looking into that, and we'll put a link of you know, product searches you can do and find out if they have if they have toxins in them. But IV therapy or detox is a good way to actually detox the body. So doing all the other things we just talked about, but then an IV therapy actually of. supports your phase one and phase two um, detoxification in the liver. So that's huge for detox. And there's some detox programs that we have as well. And glutathione. It's a huge antioxidant, which Mm -hmm. naturally detoxifies the body. Yeah. And involved in phase one and phase two. So it's everywhere and needed. And then as far as medications, there is more traditional medicines and then more functional medicine, like functional medicine medications we go to. So we're looking at natural medications versus synthetic. So typically, if once you get your thyroid looked at, If all your levels are looked at, so again, a TSH, a T4, and a free T3 is really important. Typically in traditional medicine, they're going to put you on something called levothyroxine, and that is a synthetic form of T4. Mm -hmm. No T3. it's just T4, correct. No T3. So then the body is responsible to convert that T4 to T3 to be active in the body, which is not always the ability of the body to do. Correct. So then we have more natural medications like Armour Thyroid or Nature Thyroid. There's a couple other ones that are out there, NP Thyroid, and they are a combination of T3 and T4. And again, that combination is still four to one. So it still has a a larger percentage of in a four to one ratio of T4 to T3, usually porcine or um, pig derived, but you can also do a compounded desiccated and again, it can be more customized. There's lots of lots more doses with it. But then you have all of the hormones that will optimize the thyroid because you have T4 and T3. And frequently we have people that come to us on just T4 or levothyroxine, which is common. That's been used for years. Forever. But that isn't the optimal way to do it. And they come to us, but their T3 levels are low or their thyroid is still not optimal. So Definitely, you want the combination. We're not saying you should go without one, but when somebody is specific, like with a physician or provider that is strictly against the combination, you need to ask and inquire why that is, um, because both are needed. And again, or maybe inquire to do a full panel of testing as well. So do we always say know your numbers, right? Know your numbers. This is one. You should know your numbers. What's your T3 doing? If you're on just a levothyroxine, is your thyroid converting like it should? 
Is your T3 good? Are your symptoms managed? That's really the number one thing is if you're on medication and you're still having symptoms, something is probably not converting like it should in the body. Correct. I do want to mention one other thing nutrition wise, because again, you don't need iodine, you know, healthy fats, again, just doing seaweed or seafood that have iodine in it. You don't need to do an iodine supplement, but nutritionally soy, if in high amounts can be a negative, have a negative influence on the thyroid. So just something to keep in mind. But otherwise, obviously, lots of things you can do and then get know your numbers, right? Know your numbers. Yeah. So know those numbers. And, and cut them. back alcohol. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you need to seek like an integrative functional hormone specialist, HRT specialist. And we do all of that and look at your thyroid extensively. And so, again, let us know if there is anything else you would like us to talk about because we are here to revitalize your look, your health, and your sex life. Thank Thank you. you.